0: special episode today because we have the men from the Behind the Bucket documentary on today. But first, Kyra and I are going to bring you some nerdy news,
1: which is what you Noah's best for. We're going to get right back to the basics. Um, yeah, our
0: basic ass <laughs> opinions about the dumbest shit.
1: <laughs> a lo- lots of opinions this week, too. I feel like it's been, I mean, a sad week. A couple people died this week. A lot of people have been dying. Lately. Oh my God, Bob Saget like, fucking died. That's like, it's too much. There was like the first woman, the only woman I think that was drafted in the NBA, like she died the other I? day. Oh my god, somebody literally died today. I mean, Betty White. Well, that was, like, before. Yeah, people have been dropping, like, um, flies this year. But, like, sadly, like, that's just gonna happen. Like, everybody's getting older. It's just, like, starting to happen, though. So, oh, Meatloaf died? Meatloaf yeah. died? Meatloaf died. That's so random. I mean, it, literally, people are dropping, like, flies. Oh, this guy, too, Louie Anderson, he's so funny. Oh my god, He fucking he died. died. Like...
0: Actually, 68. I kind of thought
1: he was dead already. Yeah, I you know what I haven't thought about him in a long time. So, yeah, I kind of I was just, just assumed he was already dead. Sixty eight is probably like around the age I'm going to tap out to. Like sixty eight. That's so young. I know, but like, do you, realistically, just depending on how I age. I know we're going to age well because you know, latinas yeah. like it's fine. But I think about like being old and the idea of it just like is not exciting. Like that I don't means wanna, you just
0: won't get old.
1: You're right, but just, like, physically, you know? Like, I have asthma. I'll probably be, like, one long by then. (laughs)
0: Honestly, I believe that, like, you are as old as your mind is. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) So I feel like if you are acting like you're old, then you're going to be old. That's true. But if you're acting like you're young, you're going to stay young. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my dad is old as hell, but, yeah, he fucking acts like a teenager. Dude, I
1: love that. I feel like both of our dads have, yeah. like, the same <laughs> complex. They're and I like, have
0: that energy, too. Like, I'm going to be a kid forever. I feel
1: that. I think it's just, like, I haven't hit 30 yet, and I'm just, like, I want to get over that hump, and then I think yeah. it's going to be fine.
0: Oh, yeah. Also I guess, my... like, when I was 29, I felt like I was so old. Right. You're but like, the damn the second I... I hit 30, I felt younger. You're like,
1: woo! New decade, bitch. I, think it, which, I yes. think it has
0: to do with, like, the zero for the nine.
1: Right. Yeah. I'll feel way skinnier when I'm thirty versus so, twenty nine. Like twenty nine yeah, exactly. is whoa, thirty, that's like, you know, zero. Yeah, that's um, like zero. <laughs> start over, redo. Yeah, it's
0: a new decade.
1: Wow. Um, fuck. And of course, yeah. Um, but you know what my back does hurt. I I did I just heard it was my birthday a couple weeks ago and like I am um, I feel like I aged a little bit.
0: Yeah, I did kinda of tweak my neck. Yesterday. I'm like, damn. I like literally every morning, I'm like, is this it?
1: I have to like stretch every morning. Like it's so Yeah, sad. I gotta start
0: doing that yoga
1: shit. Like, damn, yeah. Um, all right, you guys, let's get into our little nerd news. I guess we're not quiche and all quiche anymore. I did see there's gonna be some more Jamae, I think, episodes or podcasts coming out. Hell
0: which, yeah.
1: If you guys don't remember, that's who we named it after Jamee Private School Go watch it if you show not
0: Kisho, no, Kony yes, Shrug.
1: Kanye Shrug.
0: Um
1: <laughs> Or uh yeah, yeah. Um what should we talk about first? Do you wanna You know, I don't know, maybe, like, highlight some of the Boba Fett moments. I know we're on, like, we're going to be on week five now, Boba Fett coming up. Okay, yeah.
0: Why about we start with what you think about Boba Fett? You know what? It
1: is, first and foremost, I'm grateful for any Star Wars content we get. I will always say that because we didn't have any for so long, and it's... Some of them are questionable, but most of them I'm always just really happy because of the little things they put in them. It's the details for me, and that's what I think it is with the show, like... It's just the wrapping up, Boba Fett's. You know, just like what he is it tying up his loose ends, right? Like it's a, it's for the fans. It's fun. It's a he little campy, the right? Like he's, we know he's a strong man. We know he can do everything. Um, yeah, I, it's fun. It's you know, it's just I, I think there's an ulterior motive for the show, and I think it's gonna be like seven episodes or something. We said. But um at the end, I think in the finale, somebody's gonna pop in. Yeah. We're gonna see somebody from another show or something like that, or introduction to something, which could be cool as fuck.
0: I feel like it seems more like um like a series. Like it would get like several seasons. Like I know it's like been yeah. said like it's gonna be one and done. but it just feels like to me, like there's such a large cast, like we don't know anything about these right. characters. We haven't really explored them yet. Like yeah. we just got our Fennec episode um last week. Wait. Yeah, last week because this week is different. Right. But last week we got like our fennec. Wait, do we have fennec this week? It doesn't fucking matter. One anyway, no, we have so um, I really like this show a yeah. lot, but I don't know if I feel like I like it from a satirical point of view or because <laughs> I'm actually enjoying it. Because there's like puppets running around. It feels like Adult Sesame Street. Right. He's out here riding Mr. Snuffleupagus. It, yeah, you know and what it is. There's the two. There's the two. um... Um, green goblins that look like Shredder's henchmen from fucking Ninja Turtles. It's so
1: it's like a combo. It's of It's like
0: every puppet that like didn't hasn't <laughs> worked since the nineties now has a job. That's Again, so cool.
1: That's so bad.
0: They've been they're back in business. All you these know, D-list
1: having, celebrities. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you know Quentin Tarantino has a way of like reviving old actors' careers. Well, maybe his best buddy Robert Rodriguez. Is also trying to do that, but with puppets.
1: Good point. <laughs> yeah. they probably like call each other, and they're like, I "Guess I'm gonna do it this one." Oh, I got a good idea, man! Puppets, <laughs> like fuck.
0: He's like, "Well, I don't know. You, you revive stars' careers. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna revive the Sesame Street guys." Right.
1: He's like, let's make it funny. Um, let's make the Star Wars fans pissed. Because I know a lot of them are pissed. I've seen a lot I, of people It's a show for
0: children. Right.
1: And I'm like, you have to remember, it is Disney. They're not, and it's Disney Plus. It's not and HBO Max. And this is Max. for children.
0: It's not right. for, it's not this for us. This is like,
1: this is not what it is, you know? Yeah. It's I think not for forget.
0: us. Right. When when people watch like Clone Wars and Bad Batch, they're like, this isn't for us. So then they have like a better perspective on it. Right. Because like, it's so good. Right. Right. When it's live action, they're kind of like, this is for us, and it's not, honey. Sorry it's not. I think that's, like, the most... too many fucking right. puppets in it.
1: That's the most beautiful thing growing up into, like, being an adult nerd, I think. Yeah. Is, like, looking off for the next generation. I'm going to get emotional. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Oh, my I'm God. I'm like, wow. I'm just, like, thinking <laughs> about Star Wars and passing it on. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's beautiful when, like, you realize, like, it's bigger than you. It's not, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, all of this... Insane action, gore, sex, killing, blah, 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 blah. Like,
0: they should make something for us. They should. Us, they should. But this one's not for us. Right. Like we and, need to recognize Yeah,
1: that. and it's going to be okay. Like, we have a lot of good shit coming out, so this yeah. isn't the only Star Wars show. We have fucking Ahsoka next to her Mandalorian Season 3, fucking Obi-Wan, like Hopefully Andor. Hopefully Obi-Wan
0: is a little bit darker.
1: Yeah, This. I think the Boba Fett one would be really good as a cartoon, too. I think they could explore a little bit more with them, like, flying off and, yeah. like, doing different missions and it stuff. It could
0: have been a cartoon.
1: Right. But they just wanted to bring a to But back. they
0: wanted to do Sesame Street. And that's fine. You know? Like, I'm cool with a that, A little too. bit of both,
1: you know? Like- I'm
0: fine. You know, like, we love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So right. let's fucking let them roll, okay? Let it rip. Let it rip. <laughs> so,
1: that's my thought. You have our permission. <laughs>
0: What's next on our list um, there?
1: Let's keep going. A lot of shows have been killing it lately and are returning back this week, you guys. We do want to touch base a little bit on Peacemaker because Jesus Christ. If I love you, it. Yeah, if you haven't given the show a chance purely because you're just like, I don't even know who the fuck that is because I haven't seen the new Suicide Squad. First, go watch the new Suicide Squad. It's incredible. It's so good. Second. You just
0: said you haven't seen it and then you said it was incredible.
1: Oh, I said, well, what did I say? You what? said I
0: still haven't seen it.
1: No, I said if you haven't seen it, go, oh, go watch it. Oh, I thought it. you
0: said you haven't.
1: I, I've, I've seen 75% of it. I have a contact high from you. Um, I know, man. Fuck. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you look in the corner and I was like, just laid out. <laughs> um... Yeah, give it a chance. Like, go watch the Rootside Squad, and then you know who Peacemaker is. And then it's random John Cena, which we always talk shit about because he's so unlikable, but he's so likable to me now because of the show.
0: He is. Yeah, yeah. I'm really into he him grew now. On me. Yeah, I'm and- really into him now. Um, he, he's funny. I just don't like that they keep calling him hot. I'm like, he's not hot.
1: According to He's Vood. got, a
0: like, a 10 bod. Yes, he does. His bod is, a, is phenomenal. He's a
1: thick boy and, like, great body. Looks like he works really hard for yeah. all those muscles, but, like...
0: He's still got that face, y'all. <laughs> and that personality,
1: y'all. And I just didn't like him from as a wrestler as well.
0: Yeah. And for more of my thoughts on the first episode, I did do a recap on my Sorry, blog, John, comicbookbitch.com. So go check out that recap. Check it, it made out. me laugh. It might not make anyone else laugh. I gotta go read it. But I did chuckle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as you're happy writing it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go watch Peacemaker. It's so funny. The cast is like, great.
0: I don't like that he's gonna like fuck that blonde bitch. <coughs> I'm like, I wish that Tasty was his love interest. I know that she's like a lesbian okay, in the okay. show, but. I wish that maybe the blonde should have been the lesbian, and maybe Tasty should have been his love interest. Right, like oh, because I could have get on board with that.
1: That would yeah. They, they actually have good chemistry. They, they have, have really chemistry, good chemistry, and, and he has
0: no chemistry with the blonde girl. No, at all. it's just
1: like the cliche fucking oh, yeah. White like,
0: people flock blonde. Yeah. Fuck you know. Let's give him this skinny badass blonde girl. She seems like a lesbian, and Tasty seems like she's into. John Cena. What's okay? going on here? So it's all very confusing, but you know, you know, we're never just one thing.
1: Everybody can be I fluid. Am gay you know? for
0: two people now. Selma <laughs> Hayek and Florence Pugh.
1: Florence Pugh is beautiful. Yeah. Honestly. Amazing. I was talking about Midsummer to somebody the other day and we had another argument because they're like, It's the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'm wow. like, You are such a fucking idiot. I literally just said that, like, and I didn't know them. They weren't a regular. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I met them. I was just like, and then, thank God they were friends with somebody who knew me. They're like, oh, she's okay. She's she, Just ignore her, you know? <laughs> I, really like, walked away. Idiot. I'm like, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> All right, go watch Peacemaker, guys. And then, um, yeah, Ozark returns literally on this day. January 20th. Do you watch Ozark?
0: I watched a little bit of it.
1: So good. Um, There's too
0: many fucking TV shows on.
1: This one's about to end, though, so it's going to be, like, a wrap. There's, like, two parts, I think, to the season finale, ep- series, whatever, um, season. But, yeah, that returns Jason Bateman. Is that Bateman. on Netflix? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And Jason Bateman's so hot in it. It's just, like, weird.
0: Oh, Jason Bateman's always been hot. Thank Are you kidding me? Everybody
1: I tell that I express how I hot I think Jason Bateman and looks at me like I'm fucking crazy. And I'm like, what how did you, is you expect he not from hot? Me? He's so hot.
0: I don't He's get so that. He's so hot in
1: this show, too. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, whatever. Um, I've also said Will, Willem Dafoe is cute. I saw a TikTok. Well, that's some,
0: your thing. I'm not hating It's on not it. only
1: me, though, because I I literally, my phone is listening to me. da 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 Like, yeah. I was on TikTok, and there's a girl who's like, she had some song on, she was talking about Villain Dafoe, and she's just like, okay. I, like literally is like I'm in love with him. Yeah. Like, it was like just saying, calling him daddy in the video and like all these things, and I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like So it's
0: the phone, because I'm like, oh my God, I get so much like Loki and Jason Momoa all over my social media, and I'm scary. like, oh, it's the phone.
1: It's scary. And I got the watch now, I'm not so I complaining. feel like the watch. There's so many things listening to me at any given time. It's like yeah. I can't win and tracked, but yeah. whatever, it's fine. Um, <laughs> please don't come for us, Apple. Please. Um, cheer is back to season two. I know you, right? You. Like cheer? I was
0: obsessed with the fucking first so season. Good. I was completely let down by Jerry, who was my favorite character, finding out that he was indeed a pedophile and might be going to jail. He
1: is. He in, is in jail. He's in jail downtown. Like he's in that jail that's like really tall downtown. Yeah, because he's
0: from Naperville or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking wild. So um, he's like here in jail. Which is so crazy because everyone loves, loved yeah.
1: they And they talk about that like for, I, I'm like halfway through the second season that just came out and like the first half of it is like him and like the team and then it happens during COVID and then, yeah. you know, but I'm just like, oh, I think they showed him a little too much. Like I think it's a bit too soon to like yeah. still put him in a positive light after what he did to people. Like I just don't, I didn't see that.
0: It's time to cancel him and let right. him go. Like he shouldn't have even been featured, but I guess they did have to talk about it. He was they, just yeah. They couldn't have ju- they couldn't just ignore it.
1: Right. And he was in so many scenes because he was such a big part of the team. Yeah. You know, so it's like obviously he was in like every fucking frame because he's like crazy. Yeah. And, like he's just very like loud.
0: Fucking men. You can't trust any of them. Just put them all underground. That's what I've been saying.
1: <laughs> Put
0: them them all all underground underground and then get three women to sign off on them if they're allowed to come and live above ground and they cannot be related to any of those women. So your mama, your grandma, your auntie, she cannot Mm -hmm. sign off on you, okay? Mm -hmm. You need to have three female friends that will sign off on you to live above ground. And then, that's just the first part. You ain't allowed to use the internet when you're up here, okay? No,
1: no, 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 no. You cannot use the internet. Yes,
0: (laughs) you can't use the internet. You need to get, I don't know, I haven't really totally done this, but five more women to sign off on you. It's
1: literally just like, yeah, you have to keep getting women to sign off on you. Being able to go
0: on the internet. So if you don't have three close female friends, I'm sorry, but you're underground. Yeah,
1: something's off.
0: Something's off. Yeah,
1: we don't want that over here.
0: And we're starting off, um, I'm keeping I'm keeping the Webby boys on top because okay, they can I stay. I would, yeah, I would
1: agree. I agree, would si- yes. I would sign off. I would sign off. He was like,
0: off. what about, what about my friends? What about, like, Kyle and Jerry? I was like, they got it going around. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I don't know about the, those two. Go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, they have to get signed off on. Yeah. He was like, can Jason Momoa stay? And I was like... Yeah, Jason um, Momoa is obviously there's staying There's going to be three ground. fucking okay. women
1: in the world that are going to sign up on that. Purely yeah. off of his fucking arm size. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Clearly. Christ. Clearly. I was like, yes, Jason Momoa is obviously staying. Like, what? <laughs> 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 uh tom cruise though <laughs> no he's the lowest bit of underground Ryan Reynolds
0: above ground above. okay there's floating a-
1: actually he can just fly and above.
0: then there's gonna be some people that i might have to because i'm gonna overview everything i'm gonna be, re- be reviewing everything right and finding out who's staying and i'm gonna be like nay so i'm gonna have the power to this veto. is so
1: fun wow this is like a draft <laughs>
0: Yeah, so if someone's like, oh, we had three women sign up on Tristan Thompson. I'd be like, he got to go I on I can't the think ground of hunting.
1: one man right now that I would co sign on and be above ground.
0: Exactly! Besides
1: someone I like, have a crush on that's yeah. like, like a fucking actor.
0: But th- yeah, but even then is
1: sketch, cuz it's like, whoa, you might You got to get to know him. The the yeah. the, 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 the ambiance up here. Yeah. Um yeah, I can't think of one person and that's like me talking about my family too. Sorry yeah. fam. <laughs> y'all. Are,
0: <laughs> you can't are... sign off on the I don't anyway. know if I would
1: co-sign on y'all on this. You're not allowed world. to. I... Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> all Kyles, really. All been, Kyles are specifically underground. Specifically my bro, man. I don't know. I
0: think all Kyles would be in, a like, a even lower part of the underground. Kyles and Tom
1: Cruise just have to go in one. And that's, yeah. like, your punishment is each other. And
0: then, like, there's like, going to be levels of the underground. And then the only few that are above ground. Wow, that'll be so... Holy. i know it's gonna be really fun oh my
1: god it sounds like a utopia of like just a perfect world like
0: the webbies are excited about it
1: <laughs> of course they are yeah. <laughs> They're surrounded by women <laughs> um yeah i would co-sign on them i would co-sign um i was trying to say fuck pedophiles oh yeah, yeah don't
0: no. have sex with them
1: I so I like I think I take it to an extreme and I say like kill them all. I'm like a little extremist about it, but I just like will never have sympathy or think somebody can change that sexually assaults a child. Like I just will never think that person. Oh can fuck change. no, not
0: like, at all. Like I I
1: don't have any remorse if you get killed or like they kill you. Like I'm sorry. I know everybody's like that's a really intense statement. But
0: but it's the way you get them in the beginning, and, yeah. you know, we don't have enough programs for reform, mm-hmm. so there's really nothing for them, but it doesn't matter because in the utopia, he will be underground. <laughs> We don't gotta we can, deal with them. We can dress no them up fucking as fucking problems. Oh my god, we can be like
1: the old days and dress them up as clowns, and then we yeah. can make them just walk around and do tricks, because they are clowns.
0: They are But no, clowns. because then
1: they're gonna do something else, never mind. They have yeah. to be underground. They have
0: to be underground. Yeah. They cannot no, be they allowed be above ground. We cannot even be around them, mm-hmm. because... The- some of them are manip- manipulators, we cannot have them around our perfect utopia.
1: We used to have a shirt that said that, um, kill your local rapist. Yeah. I don't know where it's. It's
0: funny because we have like a lot of male listeners, but you know, I'm sorry y'all, but do better. And um, we're not saying you, any, you, you only are like this. Need, yeah, we're not saying you're <laughs> like this. We're saying that you just need three women to sign off on you. And if you can think of three women off the top of your head that you're not related to that will sign off and you staying above ground, then you're a good person. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Until I want to like the thing from the judge, whatever the, what is it called? Not a paddle, what is it? I don't know, I can't even. Oh, that sounded pretty good. A gavel. gavel. Things I wouldn't know for fucking reason. Oh my God, I can't stop thinking about this. I can't get this fucking kombucha open. I know, I'm like, what are you doing? Um, what was I going to say? I know, right? I did just kind of. Damn. Yeah, it's not
0: possible.
1: That's like tough And it hurts.
0: Here, I was using this shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna work. What's our next topic? I'm gonna leave this in. It. Oh my god you opened it. Yeah you just have to look. Oh! Oh shit shit shit. Yeah, yeah no but you can put the you can put the shirt there. That's uh-huh. fine. Yeah.
1: That's fine. I just need to throw that in the washer probably it's gonna smell like cheese. cheese. Smells like... I love it, but man, those are the best ones too. The health aid. I love this one. They're better than the Is synergy it, ones. I think. Are you, are you good? I'm okay. I smell like a. What are they called? I know. I knew somebody in COVID who started making them.
0: Fermented.
1: Yeah, the little scobies, right? Yeah. I don't know.
0: All right, should I pause this because uh, it's been
1: a recording all yeah.
0: time?
1: Sorry. All right, you guys. In other random subtopics here. First one, you know, we got to give a shout out to our boy, Harry Potter. I mean, Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. He just got announced this week that he's playing Weird Al.
0: He's going to do that so well. Like,
1: wow. Weird Al. I mean, I don't really know a lot about Weird Al, except he has those, like, random fucking songs. They're, like, funny. They're entertaining. Yeah. Like, we all love but those songs. But he's, like, funny looking, too. He's just a goofy looking dude. Yeah. Um Very goofy. He is goofy. Um. He's a weirdo. Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself. I'm sorry. I know you did a lot more than Harry Potter, man. I'm so sorry. I, I know. Just... Have
0: you seen his show? Um, it's on HBO Max now. He has all a like, show? Oh, like Miracle Workers. They've done like a hundred seasons of it. He, he's so good on it. Every season is different.
1: What, is it like a serious role?
0: No, it's it's like a comedy. It's like comedic. He, it's, he's so funny. He's so good. In it. It's the same actors like every season, but... It's like a different show every season. Like the first season, they're like in heaven, and like God's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done with Earth." And then it's like Harry Potter and his like friend have to like save the Earth.
1: It's cute. Oh wow! Okay, I need to like watch more things that he's done because he's very he's very good. Yeah, great man. Um, good job, Daniel Radcliffe. Congrats on the role of a lifetime, probably. (laughs) I made people at my bar last. As soon as we, we were like talking about this and. My favorite song ever was that fucking Star Wars song. You know? Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. Have no! you heard that song? Oh my god, stop. It's the best song. Hopefully they do that part in the fucking movie. I don't know. They do it. Um. Alright, you guys. Last little random nerd, nerd news. Um, the Batman movie runtime got announced. It is gonna be two hours and 55 minutes. That's a long-ass time. That's, like, officially the longest Batman movie ever made.
0: Yeah, but when is it coming out?
1: March. End of March.
0: So there's still time to cut it.
1: Right. I'm just, like, I think of, like, the Dark Knight movies, and I especially think of, like, the last one with Bane, and it felt so long, and it yeah. still wasn't that long. Mm-hmm. This is longer than that. Like, fuck. This is gonna be insane. I'm really excited for it. Oh, God, that
0: movie with me. Bane was so fucking long. It was...
1: Fucking long, like, yeah. great movie. Every single scene was insane, but like, it was fucking long, right? Yeah. Like, they all felt really well. Whatever
0: happened now. to fucking Joseph Gordon Levitt,
1: missed opportunity. M- that was, um, he would have been an amazing Robin. I wonder what you never know. You never know. Nobody's really talking about him and anything yeah. with Batman, which is, I don't know. I thought he was great.
0: I wonder if they're hearing me crunch on this cheese, yeah.
1: Of- hmm. We're going to crunch the cheese up. Oh, yeah, they can hear it. (laughs) ASMR. ASMR. Anything else? I think that's it, you guys. But, yeah, we're going to jump right into this interview with Behind the Bucket, a Midwest Garrison Story documentary about the 501st Midwest Legion.
0: So, enjoy.
1: Enjoy. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: So, guys, welcome to another episode of Relatable with Ilsa and Kyra. Today is a very special episode. We are um, interviewing the men behind the Behind the Bucket documentary. Tom, Tony, Mike, and David, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, you, very much.
2: thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank um, all right. Yeah. As Ilsa said, you guys, these are the men behind the Behind the Bucket documentary, a garrison story, which uh, jumps right into the 501st. A lot of their charitable works they do. Uh, the Star Wars world, it's, it's basically seems to me like a place for uh, super, super Star Wars nerds and fans alike, which we, we quite haven't gotten to that point yet, but we are on our way, I feel like. Yeah. But um, so as I said, we got Tom in the house, Tony, Mike, and David. Uh, if you guys just want to you know, introduce yourselves a little bit to us, uh, let us know what you guys uh, did, how to do with the movie or...
3: Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll start. Um so my name's uh Tom Rosie. Um uh, I'm a Bible first member and a member of the Midwest Garrison, uh, which is the local garrison here in Illinois. And um I have been a member since uh about 2017 officially. Um for those who don't really un- understand or know what the garrison is, it's a um Star Wars inspired costume club. Uh all the costumes are um you know, screen accurate to the movies or you know to the expanded universe and so as a member um you get an opportunity to do these events uh troops and different things where you can um be in costume and have uh, the ability to kind of show off what you made and also kind of um you know be out there in the public and and kind of bring to life what everyone sees on screen usually in these screens Green accurate costumes. So it's really inspiring uh, for a lot of people and really cool to see people at conventions. But also, um, what most people don't realize is that we do a lot of other charity events. And so that's really what this documentary is about. Um, You know, we're not just um, adults playing dress up as spacemen or, you know, so this is one thing I really wanted to focus on. And all this started with me and Mike. Mike being a uh, a fellow geek and <laughs> nerd, um, uh, we would see each other at C two E two, which is yeah. one of the events um, in Chicago that we have. And um, during one of our after parties, where we usually meet at the lobby and drink to excess, uh, we started talking.
4: So, so Tom, I'm gonna like I'm gonna, let's have uh, yeah. Mike take. Yeah, so let like take from there, Mike. Because
3: uh, I I love your perspective.
5: Okay, uh, and, and for me, like again, like Tom was saying, that okay. we're a bunch of nerds. And at c 2 I mean, I'm a nerd, too. And I was thinking, like, what does the 501st do? I'm not really familiar with it. I thought they were just, like, literally what we were saying, like, nerds dressing up as right. um, Star Wars characters. And so I thought it would be, you know, interesting to just kind of find out what that was. So I said, Tom, what do you guys do? And he's like, well, it's just more than it's more than that. We do a charity aspect. And that's when it clicked. For both of us, it's like, wow, people really need to know this because I had no idea And they've been around for 20 some years because the garrison that the Midwest garrison that Tom is in and actually I'm in now as well, but um, was going to be turning 20 years pretty soon. So it's like, well, you know, we need to take the opportunity to show that because it seems like a cool story that people should know. Right. And so then it just kind of spiraled from that. So I am uh, a co-director with Tom on this and also the DP. And um, so that's how things kind of got the ball, got ball rolling. So
4: nice. DP, for those who don't know, is director of photography, Oh yeah. That, yeah, Thank you
1: for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, I knew what, what it was. With the yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Oh my god. Sick. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that is a really <laughs> cheers. We just cheers. Cheers. Um, I feel like that is also something we didn't know, and like even just because I, I met you, Tom, at C two E two very very briefly. And I um, I knew, like, the 501st was, like, huge. That was always something I looked at for Comic-Cons. That was, like, always my favorite part is, like, oh, I'm going to wear my Jedi robe. Very cheap stuff on Amazon, though. I'm not as serious as you guys. But I'd be so excited to just go get those photo ops. And every time they would walk through the con and everybody in full costume, it was just, like, the coolest thing to see. But I did not know you guys do the um, charitable works as much as you guys do, which is incredible. Oh. Um. It's such a cool part of it that I think is really important that you guys needed to.
0: Did you guys want to um, explain a little bit more about like what charity organizations you work with and what you do for them?
1: So we've worked
4: with organizations um, that, you know, range from, you know, campgrounds that are trying to, you know, uh, cater to people with uh, some special needs and also, you know, like burn victims as well.
1: Right.
4: Um and uh, Make Bible, Wish. Make-A-Wish Foundation is a big one that Bible First works with a lot. Um, they've also, you know, worked with, um, gold star families, which are the families of fallen police officers in Chicago. Okay. Um, so, um, there's a big section in the movie where we actually get to meet some of them
1: wow. um,
4: and spend some time with them, which was uh, really affecting.
1: Oh
5: yeah. Um, oh, there's lots of others. Oh my goodness. Well, and, and pretty much for the charities. That they work with, it can it can change. It can change to a certain cause that maybe, for example, they're you know maybe a young child that has you know it's battling leukemia that they need to raise money for or awareness of. Um, so each member of the 501st can do what they consider like a troop, and that's basically setting up <coughs> basically like you know, a charity of their own where they're raising funds not for themselves but for this particular organization. Right. right. And so so it can range. It can be and what I like about it is it's very local it's very localized. It's not always the big ones. Like it's good to help out the big organizations, but they usually get more of a wider span of people to help out. But mm-hmm. normal everyday Joe, you know, that has you know a sick child, doesn't get that normally because they kind of get overlooked. But they're an organization that can help out.
1: Right. Right. That's awesome.
2: You could say there's some annual ones they do right. I'm, I'm not part of part of the first, but there's some annual ones, and then there's some that are just um, filling in a request, like a one time thing. So, okay mm-hmm.
4: yeah they, they range from anything from like birthday parties all the way up to you know huge events you know that even include like star wars itself you know the 501st uh not the midwest garrison necessarily um but members of the 501st were in the mandalorian you know they you know, about any request that you know people ask of them you know they're they're people who are willing to go out out of their way to make those requests happen
1: mm-hmm right yeah i I did know i did read that, that they were in the mandalorian which is pretty that's pretty that's pretty cool that's that's some pretty cool stuff yeah. briefly uh mike uh tony did you guys want to or david did you want to introduce yourselves a little bit as well just like yeah go for
5: tony
2: why don't you yeah sure go for well you guys keep saying the word that you're, they're nerds you're nerds i'm not a nerd sorry guys no, i <laughs> 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 I am also a big nerd, and probably was the nerdiest person in, in my family. There was nine of us growing up, so yeah. uh, nine brothers and sisters, um, typical Catholic Mexican family. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, I was—I've I, known Mike for years, and he—I know that him and Tom had met on a movie set that they had worked, uh, work. and um, he t- he told me, "Listen, we're putting together this uh, documentary about the Five Hundred First, which Tom is a member of." and mm-hmm. when he basically and i keep repeating this in a nutshell i was like he said um we need somebody to, uh, you know i know that you're a writer and we need someone to kind of help us maybe let's put together a story let's how how do we put all this footage together so we had a a meeting all of us and I, that's kind of where i come in like kind of giving my ideas on maybe how to how to put together a story about all, all this footage and i said number one i think we need obviously a narrator and we we had one we didn't think we had one and um but it was there tom it could guide us through the story and i said no we can use words that maybe they're in the star wars stories in the universe like come you know on this journey and stuff like that but um so we ended up breaking it up and i think uh together with the editing with uh david and these guys we con- consistently brought up a uh, Let's break it up into sections, and for a while we weren't thinking about episode four, episode five, episode six. But one section will be about family, one section will be about costume building, one section will be about the charities. So that's it. We kind of just started writing ideas and putting together sections, and that's kind of where I was helping out. And then I did some of the research that Tom narrates and some of the words that he uses along with David. We wrote some of the lines that he was going to record on the mic. And other than that, also just looking at the cuts every time David would have a cut. We'd all share it, and then we'd give our notes on where we think maybe ah you could shave some off here, or what about here? There's footage that they had to go back and get if it wasn't fitting the story and the narrative we had come up with. They'd have to go reshoot, and interview other people or find other photos. So it was a uh, very organic, you know, yeah. just kind of putting it together. So that's that's kind of what I did.
4: And then uh, I'm the editor, David. Hi. Hello. Hello, <laughs> David. And one of the producers as well. Okay. Um, and a co-writer with Tony. Um, so basically I just took all the footage, uh, cataloged it, um, organized it, and then regurgitated it, um, as best I could to help tell the story. And then with the excellent feedback that I've had from this team, um, hopefully we're telling a, a fantastic story that's going to make you cry. That was my goal. I, to I,
1: I was already, I watched, I haven't seen the full movie. I've watched the trailer and I did already have waterworks. I'm just like, whew, there's some, some beautiful moments in there, but, um, so when did you, a little background on everything. When did you guys, like, what year did you guys start, like, filming? Was it, like, a couple of years ago, before COVID times, or like, how did that all go down?
5: It was uh, 2018.
1: Okay. Okay, oh, so, like, right so yeah. yeah. 2019.
2: Okay. Was it 2018,
5: wasn't it? It was
3: 2018.
2: Was it 18? Oh. Yeah, it was 2018. When was 2019. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're right, because,
2: uh, yeah. See what COVID's done to everybody? Bro. I know
3: it's like before oh, after yeah. times well, like not even yeah. after yet you know. <laughs> and then the
2: COVID so yeah,
5: this was all shot prior to COVID. Our actual last shoot day was March seventh of twenty twenty, which is several days before the
0: oh, lockdown. Yep. Wow. That's right. The week before
1: everything went down. Oh my god! You just
0: squeezed right in there. <laughs>
1: like
2: you're. Like, yeah, you got lucky.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Very good.
2: Please go ahead with your questions. Okay.
1: great. <laughs> um, right, so we started this in 2018. So a couple of years ago. Um, so it took you guys like about a year to get everything done within production and everything. Uh,
4: two? About two years. Three years. Three years. About two. Yeah. Honestly, if you're counting every every step and you're just counting the days in between. I mean, it technically took about three years to get all the footage that we currently have.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, you know, from you know, a couple of interviews that we had a couple of years ago you know, we had to go back because, you know, stuff had happened. Uh, We got better at interviewing people and we, you know, wanted to ask follow-up questions that, you know, would help our story. Mm -hmm. You know, so the fun thing about the documentary process, you can literally film stuff up until the day you're showing the movie. As long (laughs) as you get that movie off your computer in time, you're good to go.
1: Right, Uh, right. So
4: you can have the most updated information possible uh, with the documentary genre. So uh, we've, pretty much been consistently filming uh, for the last three years, you know, and it's been a process, but you know, it's been a fantastic learning process for us as well. You know, we've uh, got to grow as storytellers and as filmmakers, um, you know, gotten to test out, you know, shooting, you know, in a studio versus, you know, shooting at a convention and, you know, how to navigate, you know, horrible sound and, you know, great sound and how to make them not seem so stark in a movie, which is a challenge.
1: Yeah, convention sound is probably really really tough to like nail with everybody like walking around and just everything going on, you know, and technical <laughs> difficulties, you know that always happens. Oh
4: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So, it's been a great learning experience for for everyone here.
2: I'm happy because there's still there still might be a little bit of filming just to add to it. I a little secret. <laughs> That's what it is,
1: at. right? There's always just one more <laughs> thing you can edit or just like make a little better. Um, do you guys remember like what the first thing you, you were planning on recording or what your first day of shooting was like, did you have, um, did you go to a convention and shoot or did you um go to like one of the charity, the charities you guys were working for? Or did it start with interviews or what was like your first, uh, initial goal for the documentary? Like what to get on?
5: With our first shoot technically was just, it was two weeks after the convention that we had talked at that we had kind of brainstormed the idea. It was an impromptu interview with, uh, Rex Fett, he goes by Rex Fett, who is the CEO for the Midwest Garrison. and Yeah. I'm digging the name. Yeah. And then I we, um, and also a couple of the random people. So that's how it started. And okay. we figured that through this process, uh, make a long story short that we'd find the story because we were mainly just trying to highlight the charity aspects of it. And right. we ended up finding the story through the filming process.
1: Do you remember like um, a specific moment throughout the film where you were just like standing there and you were just like, oh my God, this is like amazing? Like, you know, like, you know what everybody I feel like has those moments where you're just like besides yourself and you're like, this is so cool that we're capturing this? Do you we're, guys like, like floating above you're yourself? Like, wow, and you're, you're like, know? wow, this is life.
5: <laughs> yeah, there were, for me personally, that, you know, especially being like a camera person, I get to see things up and personal sometimes because if I'm using, you know, wow. zoom lens. And one of those times was we were at uh, Star Wars celebration and it was uh, a young girl named Angela that was there for, you know, with make a wish. And I kind of stepped outside of my head and I was like, "Oh, this is wow, this is actually really big and this is really cool and this is a great story." And so it kind of made me made me step back and real really reanalyze things.
1: So I was like, this is this is great. I like it.
0: Yeah. Actually doing good for this world. <laughs> Like being is, a nerd
1: and being good.
0: Being a nerd and using your nerdiness for good.
5: Yeah, because if you're looking for for drama, there's no drama with this. The only drama is with like what's happening to these people, as far as like for the charity aspects that you're reaching out to. There's nothing, you know. It, it's it's a feel good piece. I mean, to be honest with you, it's 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 showing the highlighting the good, and I think we need more of that sometimes.
1: Yeah, especially it, right now. Though,
2: yeah. And going back to originally how you guys had said, like, how did you come involved? And I, and I got it. When, when they told, explained to me what the 501st was, I said, oh, okay. And it's a documentary. I said, wait a minute. Now keep repeating this over and over. I said, so it's folks that love Star Wars and love costume building and are combining both of those for charity. Then I'm in. You know, I, I understand this if you put it in a nutshell. And I said, as far as documentary, if you approach it like any journalistic piece, like who, what, where, when, how that's what we're going to explain. Like, who are these guys? Where are they? What do they do? And that was, that's how we took it. So, I mean, I think uh, hopefully what he saw behind the viewfinder is what viewers feel like as well when they watch the film, you know,
3: I think uh, one of the important things about this uh, film too is that it's not, it's not a fan film, you know, um, we're not, we're not trying to, um, you know, just make uh, a a fluffy, fluffy kind of Star Wars fan film. This is a this is a, first and foremost a documentary about a group of people, and that's I think that's the message we wanted to get across. across.
1: So, do you guys have you guys premiered it yet, or do you have like a plan? Is it going to be released anywhere special? Are you guys going to do any anything coming up to show everybody it? Or
5: so it was. It was it, we, we screened it at C22, and I would like to praise as as a screening. Because it is still in the uh, completion process. We're doing some minor tweaks, things like that. Uh, We will do a premiere later on. But the thing is, is that with film festivals, because we want to try and get into some film festivals, some of them get a little irritable when you premiere it somewhere. If you screen it, um, they're more receptive to allowing it to get in. So right now, we will be doing a screening in Illinois and Wisconsin just to kind of get both sides so people in both states can get can see it when those are i'm not really sure with the environment that we're walking in with limited seating or who knows if things are going to be closed down i don't know so we're, we're trying
2: to figure that out at this point unless yeah. everybody comes in there star wars they everybody have a, a mask for sure on right they're, they're well, it's perfect
1: it's like the perfect <laughs> I know.
0: I was like, I definitely have to cosplay as Fennec because that's just such an easy thing for this. You
2: have a mask. Yeah.
0: Right Right over the mouth. (laughs)
1: Let's get into, like, so, Tony, I know you said you're not a nerd, and that's okay. He is a nerd. nerd Well, he's not a Star Wars, like a Star Wars, like. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of the
5: biggest Star Wars nerds that I know.
1: Okay, (laughs) so, like. Are we all? Are we all collectively here, like somewhat into Star Wars, or like super? Like, what would you say your level? Yeah, um, do you guys all
2: like damage. Star Wars? Is I, it okay? I, I, <laughs> nobody wants to sit by me when they're watching, especially the original Star Wars, because yeah. I'll I can verbatim say every line before it happens, and even wow. do the voices, and Damn. then like, yeah, okay. so. But as okay, far yeah. as like being the five first, like I mike has brought it up and i know we've talked about this for the you know the four of us it's like i could see you like become you know getting costumed up soon you know enjoying the 501st because guys i didn't even know about this like this is yeah. like definitely um something that was eye-opening to me i didn't know these guys existed so yeah it's something even though you know <laughs> being older but growing up with star wars is always one of those things i brought it up before it helps someone that was a shy kind of lonely kid i mentioned i had I'm uh, um nine you know i'm the youngest of nine but i was a little different than all my other brothers they were into athletics and sports and me i was kind of tugged you know connected to my mom and mama's boy and just very quiet and shy my imagination was always going so i think star wars in that world helped me like um not be so i don't want to say like such a quiet shy kid i still was but it kind of leads you into playing fantasy and and uh, not an athletic, you know, sports guy. Even though I like sports and I like the competition, I would definitely be the coach drawing up the plate and not the guy running around in the field.
1: Yeah. And you always playing. need that guy. You always need that guy. That's, yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, the Star Wars, I, I think the, the stories that people have about growing up with it or... Even if you were influenced on later in your life, everybody has such a specific moment. They remember seeing mm-hmm. it first or... Didn't really
4: care about Star Wars as a kid, like at <laughs> yeah. all. Okay. I didn't care about it at all. I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to see the prequels when they came out. I thought my friends were goofy for seeing them. And <laughs> in my senior year of high school, I finally get my first girlfriend. And, you know, not really a girlfriend, but, you know, yeah. we're dating.
1: Right. High um, school.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's the end of the year and I'm, I'm supposed to go to a graduation party with her and instead i get this weird desire to go to best buy and i spent a hundred dollars to get all of star wars up to all six movies that were available up to that point and i just said i'm not feeling good and i just watched all those movies for no reason no reason okay. i just had a hankering one day and all of a sudden i was like oh these are
1: pretty great. I like them. This is the, the time is now. I'm I'm ready. ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I think maybe I was just trying not to go to a party. But you know,
3: hey, it, it worked
1: out. I love that. Oh my god! Wanted to, prepare that's you. Great. god and- wanted to
2: prepare you for this film. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> that's that's so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean I you know what? I on going on that note, I have stayed home from parties too nerd out and catch up on TV yeah. shows. So I am right there with yeah. Oh Even God, at twenty nine, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'll stay home. I don't need to go to the bar right now. You know, I have a lot of shit to catch up on because there's how many freaking shows out right now that everybody's yeah. watching. But um uh, yeah.
0: so- I'll never forget I was at my friend's older brother's graduation party and it was like a wild, wild party. And the six Harry Potter book had just come out. So I like left the party and went into my my friend's bedroom because it's her older brother and i just like read the book like, in the party <laughs> so I can't
1: then, remember, a minute longer
0: i You're, was like i'm done this <laughs> yeah. during the
1: party <laughs> during
0: like, this crazy like rager They're like, where
1: is ilsa they, she's just upstairs reading
2: harry potter yeah like, i was like in her so.
0: bedroom like just reading harry potter because i was like um this is more interesting <laughs>
2: These guys know that I'm kind of a very spiritual person, so not that I do incense and all that stuff, but I do believe in divine timing and little voices in your head. And those stories are, and being a writer, I guess, that's so inter- interesting that he's like, eh, and then he watched all six and you, during a loud ass party, <laughs> you're able to like, go read that book. It's so funny.
1: Something's <laughs> telling you, The Force, it was The
2: Force. Mm-hmm. The Force. Yeah. Uh, there you go. You. <laughs> it guides you. I mean, you you
5: were you have a lot of Metaclorians apparently. <laughs>
0: oh my god, I'm stacked with them.
1: Midichlorians, that, that, that argument. Piece. <laughs> <That's a narrative laughs> <word. Stats. laughs> Do you want to jump in there and let us know about your Star Wars experience? Someone yeah, my was- Star Wars
5: experience happens with seeing the original Return of the Jedi in theater. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I feel that a little is- old when I say that.
1: Yeah, reveal uh, your uh, age, why don't you know? I'm yeah. kidding. Okay. It's all
5: good. <laughs> but um, I remember seeing it, My you know, I was really young, I was about four Four years old at the time and my grandpa took me and my brother who my brother is five years older than me and I remember looking over my grandpa kept falling asleep because it just wasn't for him he was you know (laughs) he he was from South Dakota you know grew up on a farm things like that he wasn't into the sci-fi stuff but I just remember seeing you know Ewoks because that really drew drew me in as a kid and I remember that heart-wrenching scene when the little Ewok is trying to pull his mom and that stuck with me ever since Um, yeah, I, was, I was traumatized by that, but good
1: <laughs> Yeah, I think people always have such a specific side with the Ewoks. They either love them or they hate them. People are like, oh, oh they ruined the movie. And I'm like, well, for like a four-year-old watching Return of the Jedi, those are things you're going to remember as a kid, you know, as you grow up and you look back to them and you're like, why would anybody be mad about these like little teddy birds we are just helping them defeat the Empire? Like, you know would have thought,
2: you know? It, it was our
3: generation's
2: charge Jar, Jar Binks. Yes. Okay. Yeah, there you go, Tom, yep.
1: <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
1: Uh, and you love Jar Jar Binks. I love, you know what? I think Jar Jar Binks deserves more love. Everyone was always so mean to him. I, I was at Celebration too, and I remember the guy, forget his name, who played him, he, like, did an interview. And they, like, kind of talked to him about this and how, you know, he was just basically shit on by, like, so many people. The prequels in general, again, you either love him or you hate him, you're just, like, it is what it is. But um, I feel like lately... More people are like into them now just because we have that revival with the Obi Wan series coming out and like Hayden Christians is returning as Anakin and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't I don't mind Jar Jar Binks. Although I think it's interesting how people think he could be like Sith and he's bad. Have you guys heard of that,
3: Holmes? Yeah. He was. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind it. everything yeah. either. The thing is like I'm just happy to be a nerd right now. I'm happy to be living this life where, you know, Star Wars movies are coming out and we're we're getting extensions of the, of you know, the universe and, and all different aspects of it, you know. So um, I, I think I remember hearing about how people hated the Ewoks and I really didn't even know that was a thing because um, I seen the original movies in the theater too and putting my – my age out there as well, but I was born in '77, so Star Wars was always a part of my life as far as growing up. And I had these experiences as well. And I I must have been the dom- demographic for the Ewoks because you know I can't imagine <laughs> the movie without it. But yeah, I mean it, it was it was perfect. I mean, Re- Return of the Jedi was one of my all time favorite movies because of the biker scenes, because of the Ewoks, the forest, the whole the whole thing yeah thing. i mean who who hasn't imagined trying to uh you know have a ewok village in their, you know in the forest or something like that right. i mean it's such a cool thing to have a fort, yeah. you know yeah
0: it was so cool i was like what they were fucking badasses they were right alongside them just fighting like it was awesome No, it doesn't make sense
1: <laughs> but it's perfect i mean and and then again you guys if you were at celebration did you I happened to meet the life-size ones that were walking around at all. Did any of you guys meet him? Uh, That was like a uh, moment for me.
3: <laughs> at, at celebration, uh, Warwick uh, rolled right past me um, while it while in the middle of the night. It was just me and him, and we were in a uh, like a tunnel that goes from the convention center to the uh, to the um, the uh, hotel. And he, he come rolling on his little scooter thing, and I'm like, oh my God, that's freaking wicked. Right right. There. Wow. It was just me and him in a hallway. And I mean, it wasn't Ewok, but it was, it was
2: cool. You know? Yeah.
3: Per- yeah.
2: As <laughs> so long as he wasn't Leprechaun. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Or, or Willow. You caught him on a good day. You caught him on a good day. Clearly. <laughs> yeah.
0: I consider myself to be part Ewok. So, and I've never heard anyone <laughs> talk shit about Ewoks before. And I actually have like, um, a picture in my house and it says "Born to Yobnob," and I want to get oh, that like tattooed wow. on me. <laughs>
1: an Ewok. She's a Lexi, an Ewok.
0: I am an Ewok, like a half, like at least half. I must be.
1: You can join the five hundred first and just dress up as one. I know. I don't like even
0: have to do anything. Girl. that just walk out there and it's like, "What is she an Ewok?" Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, I did want to, um, since we're talking, we're on little Star Wars topics here, getting away from the movie a little bit. But um, you guys, what are you most excited about for in the future, with as far as Star Wars content? Um, is there a specific show you're like really looking forward to, or anything like that?
4: I'm excited about Obi Wan coming out. Yeah. You know, I think that'll be a fun little return for Ian Mcgregor. So I I like that idea. Um, and the Ahsoka series, I'm looking forward to because that yeah. had a lot of old samurai vibes when they did that um, with uh, the Mandalorian. I'm, I'm a big fan of Rosario Dawson too. So I think that's a little fun series.
2: Oh my, i just kidding.
4: I'm sure you are. I, I know. I'm,
3: just, I'm not necessarily excited about any particular show coming up, but what I'm excited about is how they're going to start fleshing out these characters from legends and from the books and, you know, to see these live action characters like we've been seeing in Boba Fett, you know, um, uh, with with the Wookiee, the, uh, I mean, I yelled, "Holy shit!" <laughs> when I yeah. saw him walk out behind the twins, and you know, I mean, I was just like, "That is so cool!" And and then the Pikes, we got to so see cool. the Pikes for the first time uh, right. in live action. I mean, this is this is what these are the moments I get excited about. You know, like the storyline, they're gonna lead them how they want to, but just to see like these characters, you know, once we see Thawne run in in live action i mean that's gonna be amazing you know so this is what i'm waiting for this is these little moments is what i'm excited about not necessarily any anything in particular
5: i'm excited about andor that looks like an interesting show
3: oh
1: yeah that's coming soon too right i think that's after i think that's the next big one right that's like um is that supposed to be the rogue one yeah, like, prequel. right, let's yeah. Just say, yeah, okay, that's gonna be cool. Rogue, the I, prequel of the prequel.
5: <laughs> exactly, I think I like the, the series where, you know, there's nothing wrong with Coba Fett, there's nothing wrong with, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, things like that, but I really like series where it's a new character, or a yeah. newish character, where we don't know a lot
1: about it. Right, right. Yeah. And Rogue One was such a good movie, I mean, I'm sure the show is just gonna be so badass, too. Hell yeah. yeah.
0: I actually loved a Rogue One. Uh, me and Kyra did like a whole thing where we like ranked all the Star Wars movies, like our personal um, favorites from like least favorite to most. And I ranked Rogue One like so high. I think it was like my fourth favorite or Rogue third or makes, something. Makes top five.
3: I, yeah. I I ranked Rogue One number number two. And that's, that's me coming from, you know, where I am, you know, growing up with the movies. And the reason why I ranked it so high was because it, first of all, it was a great story, but the excitement that I felt leaving the theater, that's how I want to feel leaving any movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, of course the whole Darth Vader scene, but just, just everything. I was pumped when I left Rogue One And, and just because of that memory, Uh, is why I rank it so high.
1: I have to agree. That movie was, I didn't expect that movie to be as insanely good as it was. And again, like you were saying, uh, just meeting new characters. And obviously they've existed this entire time everything's been going on anyway. And just to connect the dots and like things going on behind and just the way they started in and in that movie was just, Mm -hmm. man, Beautiful chef's kiss, amazing. It was so
0: good. Yeah, I saw it. I remember I saw it three times in the theater. <laughs> people kept wanting to go, and I was like, I'll go see that again. I right. loved it so, in, a, I
2: in, a row, in a row. Did you keep going around and around?
0: No, Not in a row,
1: like,
0: we're like probably <laughs> spread out. Out like three weeks. I, I know people that
2: have done <laughs> that. That's, that's why.
1: why. go back right <laughs> up to. But <laughs> I was
0: like, Oh, yeah, you want to see that again? Yeah, really well. <laughs> <like>, <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: All right. Do you guys have any um, final parting words about the movie or anything you want to share with us? Or
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I'm still coming in, if I'm still lagging, but um, I, I'm just I'm just so happy uh, that we, we finally got this project off uh, and running. And, you know, it's been amazing working with everyone uh, here. The, these guys are filmmakers. And, you know, I mean, uh, in this process, you know, I've worked on a few uh films on the side with with these guys and you know i i feel um heavily involved in this and at at this point you know i feel like a part of the filmmaking process that you know enough to call myself a filmmaker and this is something i see that is passionate for a lot of people and why they enjoy doing it because this is the kind of thing where you know you may have a hobby or an art you may be an artist of some sort but when you work with a team uh, to accomplish a goal and and to to bring a vision together, and you guys are, everyone's collaborating and everyone's doing their parts, and you just you just see it shape into something either you were hoping or never even thought of. It's it's amazing.
2: I'm glad you touched on that. As far as the filmmaking like aspect, you know, obviously we've been talking Star Wars and, and nerding it out about that. But I'm glad Tom brought up the filmmaking aspect because it is for any filmmakers out there or aspiring filmmakers, it is a very obviously collaborative um, process. You can go out and shoot, you don't, you know, they say you can shoot with your iPhone now and edit on your own and just do it. But in the end, if the more you move up or if you have certain stories you want to tell, this is a documentary, but it's still, you know, it was basically just Tom and Mike, you know, out there shooting. That's the incredible part about it. So it can be done with very limited crew. You know, it just makes it a lot tougher i know mike and, and tom would tell you about that and as far as you know because there's still three stages involved you know pre-production production and then post but i would say what Tom, you know reiterate what he's saying uh, collaborate with people find people that know how to do a part of the filmmaking that you don't know and then your strength is somewhere else and then you can you know start creating your films because i know i brought it up several times i didn't write it i've heard it somewhere but they say, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Oh, or you step outside to read a book, right, during the party. Yeah. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> but yeah, find people that know more than you do when it comes to if you want to be a filmmaker, and then help them, you know, work with them to um, get your film done, your story out there, whatever it might be—documentary or narrative, fiction or nonfiction. Any
0: parting yeah.
2: thoughts? You know, <laughs> any, any parting thoughts we, we, uh, or, or uh, Dave? You
4: good? 'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty okay pretty okay. look forward to the movie I am
5: That's, yeah, look forward to it. It's gonna be yeah. fun. it's gonna be gonna be a good experience.
0: I do have like one more question that I forgot to ask. Um, I am so interested in how these suits are built. Um, who, which one of you here like actually builds them? Tom.
3: Tom? Yeah, that'd be me. Uh, so here's the thing as a as a member we we want we want you to be a member as well so if this is something that's your goal and this is what the documentary also touches on is this is something that's obtainable so if you want this and you really want this yeah there's going to be an expense to it but there are many people here to help you uh through the process um and that's the biggest thing it's a it's a sense of community between this club and there's always going to be someone that knows more to you, just like in filmmaking. So that's where you turn to people that are experienced in that. And, you know, I, I was just messaging uh, someone earlier about how he wants a Jawa costume made for his son. I said, yeah, let's do it. He goes, well, how much? I go, well, I'm not going to charge you, you know, like, let's just, let's just go do it. I mean, he's like, well, do you want to do it? I said, I can't do it, but, I'm going to teach you how to do it because when you end up giving your son this costume, you're going to have a part in building it. And it's going to be that much more special to your son. So yeah. that's, that's my payoff. You know, um, you know, we're going to go shopping. We're going to get all the supplies. We're going to, we're going to do all the sewing. We're going to do everything. And he's going to give it to his son. And I don't need any credit for that, but his son's going to light up. It's going to be an experience with his son and him. Cause he's already costuming. And, you know, and that's the experience I have with my son as well. You know, I've taken him out on events and, you know, he's had this opportunity to see backstage of places and do things with his dad. And, um, but the, to get back to your original question. It, it's just a matter of finding out what you want to build, then doing the research on that, uh, finding the right, Sourcing out the right parts, which is also part of the process of, you know, having people help you and then putting it together. But you what you need to remember with with this process is you need patience. It's not going to happen overnight. You're spending a lot of money and time and effort to make this look a certain way. And everybody wants you to get there. And so once you get to that point, there is an approval process where um, this process is to help set up you know uh, a look right we we don't want to we don't want to really go out there wearing um, Halloween costumes this is the reason why the 501st and and these costumes look amazing and people are so excited about it is because they have that look they have that um, they have that quality to it so so the approval process is not as daunting or as hard as you think it's just a matter of t- taking photos and if there's something that needs to be corrected you know you get the, you get the, uh, you know, the help in doing so. So, um, I guess if that answers your question, it's just, it, it really depends on what costume you're going for and uh, if you're going for the 501st, if you're going for the Rebel Legion, if you're, you know. So, it, it, it it's uh, very specific on the individual costume you you want to build
0: that's so cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. i really i i want to like get more and we like kyra and i always cosplay but like we just buy our costumes yeah we're not like
1: we're, we're the halloween costume <laughs> yeah viewers, and that's we're, us. we're <laughs> halloween
3: costumes hey, <laughs> and, and please don't get me wrong i'm i'm not shitting on that or or um yeah. i'm not i'm not being you know an elitist of any way but what i am i mean i'll do that just as much you know uh. And and you do it for fun, but you know, like the, the club is, you know, this certain aspect of it is where you just want that, that quality because you want that reaction. It's just like, just like when you go to Disney, right. And you see the Disney princess, they get excited because these kids think this is Cinderella. This is, you know, this is whoever, you know, you're there to see. So you want that same reaction while stepping on the con floor or wherever you're at, or at the hospital dressed as a stormtrooper, you know. I mean, if if you look a little off, or you know, <laughs> you know, you don't you don't want to oh. take. I guess what you you don't want to take the magic away from you know the, the disbelief, right? So that's yeah. kind of where um, the quality and the the not the rules, but the the kind of you know like uh, attention to detail comes in.
1: I have to commend you guys because every time I've seen the five hundred first, which is probably like. A handful of times now at cons, I am always starstruck by the Kylo Rens and the Vaders. I'm always just like, oh my God, because Darth Vader has been like my save since I was a kid. And the costumes are literally like, you have that reaction. At almost 30, I'm like out of body. Like I'm just like, I I freeze and I'm like, oh my God, it's Darth Vader. Like I freak out every single time. It's like a whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. It's so much like larger than life when you actually are next to. Darth Vader,
3: you know, you're like, holy shit. And and most (laughs) members have more than one costume. And what I could tell you about the costumes is that, um, you get different reactions from wearing different costumes. There's like a kind of a hierarchy, right? So you could be a face character and just like some like general or whatever. And people are like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I know where he's from. You could be a stormtrooper and people are like, oh, that's so awesome. He looks cool. You could be Vader and they're like, oh my God, it's freaking Vader. You know? Hand girl. Then then you could be like the Wookiee, right? And everyone loses their shit (laughs) because they want to hug a Wookiee. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it's just like, you know, I mean, uh, I just I just made a costume, which is a very deep dive uh, into the Star Wars lore. His name is Jackson. He's a green space rabbit. (laughs) okay. And Uh uh, yeah, he's from the comics from 1977 and he's never been done before. And I brought him out at C2E2 for the first time. And the people that know him lost their mind. The people that don't know him, they're like, oh, uh, who's that Bucky O'Hare, you know? But um, but th- th- that's the point, you know, like, it- it's for the people that really appreciate it. And when they-, when they see it and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe someone made Jackson, you know? And that's a cool feeling, too, you know?
0: Yeah, I just remember being at, like, Wizard World this past year and Kyra just going nuts when she saw, like, the... Real life, Star Wars, and Kylo Rens everywhere. She was like, Oh my God, look um, at this present. Like, she just goes
1: wild. I just, it's it's embarrassing. Even the freaking droids. Every time I see DB8, it's like a whole event.
0: (laughs) I'm like, I hand
1: my phone to my friends. They already know what to do. They know they have to take videos. It's like, I could probably make a whole like photo album of me just with like 10 different Kylo Rens or like all these R2D2s. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's it's a damn good time. You guys are doing the Lord's work. It is really I mean, even for old ass people like me, I'm like, Wow, like fucking A man. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> well
3: maybe maybe you guys could be in our next documentary. We're actually uh we're we're teaming up again for another uh cosplay um slash uh reenactment movie and the reactions it has on people, so um, Hell yeah. yeah! That's so cool. Maybe um,
1: we'll join the five oh first. Maybe we'll up our uh, our cosplay game here. We've been yeah, trying to get it. a little more serious about it. You yeah. know, yeah. It's just the budget—it's a little pricey. Right
3: <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. Uh, okay. You know, there's there's some there's definitely some entry uh, level uh, costumes you guys could pull off. So, um, but that's what the documentary is about. You know, kind of explaining that
1: anybody can anybody can join and anybody can be a part of that world which is super inclusive obviously you guys are doing an amazing job with all the charitable works and just bringing smiles to so many people's faces that you just you probably overwhelming a little bit at times when you just see those people react to the costumes or just you know and it's 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 a really beautiful thing you guys are doing and we were super stoked to have you guys on today on the pod because we have just been doing so much comic book stuff which is great but we love our Star Wars roots, and jumping back into it is like super important to us. So, thanks so much for being here today with us, you guys. It's really, we're so excited to see the movie. Please let us know when the screening is because we will be there in our little Amazon Jedi robes yeah. and our lightsabers. <laughs> You'll know it's us because it'll be like a joke, but we'll, yeah, it'll be it'll be funny. It'll maybe she'll do, do janky shit. Maybe we'll do an Ewok.
0: Oh my god!
1: I don't know. Maybe I'll just get like a Mandalorian freaking thing. I don't know. Oh my See, God. Maybe Yoda. Maybe I'll just paint my face cream. You got to do
2: Vader now. You said you like I, Vader. So. Vader and the Ewok. Vader and
1: the Ewok!
2: That'd be pretty funny. <laughs>
1: that would be funny. <laughs> like Vader and, Ewok, Vader and Ewok walk into a bar. Like Vader That's <laughs> how every good story begins.
0: <laughs>
3: that sounds the beginning of a joke.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for this special episode of Relatable with Ilsa and Kyra. I've been Ilsa. That's been Kyra.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's me. Thanks for listening this week, you guys. Well, We're just a little off today. Like Um, every day. Happy Aquarius season, officially. Capricorn's over, thank God. Um, Getting
0: ready to get weird now that it's Aquarius season. See you in the alien. Bye. Bye. Bye.